You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the Seven Transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. All right, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining me again. This is the Seven Transformations podcast. My name is Tudor, and I am here with one of my awesome friends, Alina. Say what's up, Alina. Hey, what's up? All right. So we're doing this episode. It's a part of a series of episodes I'm creating on uh, creating a life you love. That's the theme of the podcast, transformation, all these types of things that we discuss. And I realized I had a lot of really interesting friends, which, of course, Alina is one of them. And you'll learn a little bit more about her in a bit from all kinds of walks of life. And my interest is to dive a little bit into their lives and see, you know, how what are the strategies they're using to create their life? What are some of the obstacles? A life that you want to live to me is encompassing everything that you want from your relationships to your family, to your career. And how do you go about creating that for yourself uh, is the topic of today. So, Elena, why don't you give us a little bit about what you what do you do for a living? What do you do outside of your career? You have a pretty diverse life. I think it's very interesting. So you can share it. Yeah, I like to keep it diverse. Um, so what I do for a living is uh, I help students study abroad. I'm an advisor. And that's just my regular Monday through Friday job. But on the side, what I'm really passionate about is dancing. Um, so as you know, I dance at Mijana every Saturday and I also, um, am a painter. So I have my own little website, um, where I show my paintings and I sell them occasionally. Awesome. And Mijana's, uh, for people who don't know, what is, what is Mijana's? It's a Middle Eastern restaurant, um, here in town. It's in Scottsdale and they have a belly dancing show for dinner. So I'm part of a group and we have our show every Saturday at seven. Awesome. So if you want to see Alina shake her butt, she's <laughs> going to be doing that every Saturday, right? Yes, every Saturday. Awesome. As a kid, Alina, did you, you know, when you were when you were a kid, did you know, gosh, I want to do all the things you're doing today? You know, I want to travel a lot. I want to, you know, I want to dance. I want to do painting. Was that something that you knew or did these things kind of come up as you as you got older? Actually, yes, I knew. Um, it's interesting because I always thought that people know what they want to do from since they're little like people say oh I want to be a doctor nurse astronaut and for me it was like mom I want to be an artist I want to be a (laughs) singer an actress Um, so from an early age I started getting involved into acting and I was part of a group in Mexico for kids where we did dancing um, acting and singing which I'm not very gifted with singing but everything else you know you and me both (laughs) people start running when I start singing so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you uh in in your you know that you said that you knew it from a kid mm-hmm. uh, from a young age did can you mention people who were supportive how did the people around you feel about that because sometimes with those types of things either the family is not supportive like hey you know you should get a a real job quote unquote or you know make sure at least you have a plan b or mm-hmm. were your family and friends supportive of it how how have you experienced that It was challenging because when I spoke for the first time with my parents wanting to be an artist or something related to that, uh, my first idea was to be a photographer because Mm. 
where I come from, it's a very small town and there's not a lot of opportunities to be like an actress or a singer or a dancer. Right. It's it's kind of like um, not even something that crosses people's mind. So photography was an option that was offered at my high school. And I told my parents about that and they said that I was that it was a great hobby and I should probably <laughs> go um, to school and be something more professional. Um, so I did. I actually applied for architecture school oh, and wow. I did not get accepted. Architecture then, is difficult. Yeah. So I did not get accepted. I cried a lot. And then we moved <laughs> to the United States. Then when I had to start over because I didn't speak English. How old um, were you when you came to the United States? 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't speak English and my outlet was to actually take art as a, a subject to add credits. So I took painting and that's when I was like against my parents sign up mm. and enroll in fine art school and they had to accept it wow at that point. so that was really like the first step towards kind of doing things your way in a sense yeah. or creating that that stuff that you want regardless of what people around may say or otherwise yes because everybody was um a little bit of a downer i would say people think about artists as being um, starving and unsuccessful right. and that really pushes you down i feel that it's a weight that we have in our in our psyche where we just believe it because people say it so often mm -hmm. and we get discouraged we don't try hard and we give up and we ended up having like a corporate job which i i ended up doing hmm. at some point yeah i think you you mentioned something really uh important who, who was the most supportive person you'd think you know i remember when you, you know i talked actually before this mm -hmm. interview right now really briefly uh you mentioned that when you were learning to dance that your first teacher and your second teacher were very different. Mm -hmm. And can you mention, share maybe somebody in your life that was very supportive of your pursuits, you know, whether it's art or whether it's dancing, mm -hmm. who was, you know, a figure in your life that really supported you? My mom has always been supportive. I think mm -hmm. my dad is a little bit harder because, of course, he wants me to have like a security in my life. Um, but my mom has always been the kind of person that says, do it. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to do it because this is the one life you have. Uh, so whatever I would start, she would always be like, okay, you want to do that? Do it. Hmm. So she was one of the main figures in my life that encourages me to not be afraid of tackling like dreams and getting started and mm -hmm. making them goals and not just dreams. Uh, so I would say she's the main one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing you bring up about the difference between dreams and goals. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be said about that. So we can definitely bring, actually, one of the questions I have for you is going to probably bring that up. Uh, well, you know, with, with arts and, and those types of pursuits in general, anything really that you're trying to create for yourself, I think opportunity and timing is also important, you mm -hmm. know, for all of us in our success. Was there a time you can say with your art or with dancing that was a big break for you, like a big opportunity, you know, like something that just where the cards changed, you know, mm -hmm. from something being discouraging or not being able to do it to, oh my gosh, this is suddenly possible now. So was there a time you can recall? Yeah. So when I started dancing, which it hasn't been long ago, um, I started dancing as a pursuit to, you know, um, seek more of peace of mind, uh, different activities. But as soon as I walked into my first class, I knew that I wanted to uh, pursue this more professionally. And my big break was when I met my current coach. Um, her name is Anna Edith, and she's also the leader of the group. So from the moment I met her, she 
she saw something in me that made me also look and believe in myself. Uh, so she gave me the opportunity to join her group and she encouraged me to start competing and do it professionally. And she's been my guidance. So I felt like meeting her was my biggest break because otherwise I would still probably be dancing in my home mm. without anybody seeing it. Yeah. And she really encouraged you to take it, take it to the max, pursue yeah. excellence and competition. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, you have a lot going on, you know, and with that comes some level of sacrifice to other areas of your life. So what, you know, for all of us listening, what is something that you can share that's been a sacrifice for you in, in creating, you know, you like to travel, you love mm -hmm. to dance, and now you're doing competitions. You've got your art going on. You're still working a full-time job. Mm -hmm. There is only so much you can fit in a day. So what have you felt have been some sacrifices that you've had to make to maintain the life that you love and, and the things that you love in it? I think the first one we always um, sacrifice is our social life. Mm, yeah. um, so that's a big one that I try to still socialize with people because we're we're human creatures. You know, we like social uh, environments and we like making connections. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you get so caught up in your goals and you're you know that you have to work little by little and make progress to achieve that um, over time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I will say, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I can't do that. Um, I cannot meet you or canceling plans, which it takes a big toll emotionally because at some point you start feeling disconnected yeah. and you start feeling lonely. Um, I don't have any regrets, of course, <laughs> That's but good. sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I do need, um, I forget that I'm a person and I need to be loved too. So No, that's very true. I think I, I definitely resonate with you because it's very natural. I think especially if you're a natural, ambitious person who relates to, you know, setting goals, getting things done, mm -hmm. if that comes naturally to you, it, it's very easy to forget that you have, it's important to maybe go out with your friends every now and then or you know, spend some social time doing mm -hmm. something that doesn't have to have a goal or an impact or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just relax, so. which is kind of hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Do you have, in that same vein of conversation, in the things that you're doing, is there a challenging memory, maybe recently, that you can share that was that was a challenge for you? And how did you how did you get through it? How did you get back to love? How did you get back mm -hmm. to motivation? You know? So I guess the challenge is always having that insecurity of not knowing if you're good enough. Mm. Um, so that's a recurrent challenge. I don't know if it's uh, part of my culture or part of how I grew up. But sometimes um, you see other people out there that have been doing what you love to do for many, many years. And you compare yourself to that person mm. and you start feeling like, well, I'll never be as good as that dancer or that artist. And the challenge is to overcome that and accept the point of your life and the point in your journey that you're at and not give up. So you have to push through that and stop comparing to the people you admire because mm. that can easily turn around like admiration can start turn, turning around into insecurity so i would say that's one of the biggest challenges to to keep on going on the goals yeah balancing healthy comparisons with a competitive drive i can relate mm -hmm. to that because especially in and we talked about ballroom competition it's kind of a similar thing you're always sandwiched between you know people below you obviously and people above you and using those comparisons, you know, effectively, not toxically, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. is the key to to progressing forward because as soon the moment you start getting into being good enough or not being good enough in a in an emotional way versus just like okay you know let me video myself let me see what the people who better than me what they're doing just from a mm-hmm. objective point of view no there's no quality of my personal self being evaluated here I think that's really important for your healthy state of mind because especially for let's say let's say we take dancing dancing is to somewhat an subjective you know there's no finish line in dancing Mm -hmm. so uh you'll go nuts trying to compare yourself but you know this may seem like a specific thing to dancing but really it's it's everywhere you can look at that in a professional career of a professional business career you can look at it in a variety of other disciplines where there's not a clear line that distinguishes who's better than who and and we get into these unhealthy comparisons mm-hmm. uh i think you know so you pointed to something really important what do you feel you know what are some advice some strategies that you have learned you know you've been how long you've been in the united states how old are you if you don't mind me asking um i'm 33 and i've okay. been here um since i was 17 17 okay mm-hmm. so a good 15 16 years and in this journey of yours to where you are right now and also where you're going, what advice do you have for people, you know, who are in interested, let's say, in starting to do painting or art if they if they mm-hmm. love to do that and they want to get more involved with it? Or somebody who is, you know, into belly dancing but hasn't had the courage yet to, you know, maybe go take a class or even, God forbid, perform or compete. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for those people? I feel like um, people need to be kind to themselves and and not be afraid of trying new things because we all have reached a point where, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that, but I don't know if I can do it. Uh, So not be discouraged and always um, seek the opportunity and take it one day day at a time because you never know like where those goals are going to lead you or that passion. Um, My biggest advice too would be that always follow what makes you happy and what drives you. So not because of recognition or because you want to be the best at it, but because you are compelled to do it and you um, you just feel this intense passion for it and just explore that and see where it takes you. Hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's awesome. I think you have to be true to yourself with anything. You know, mm-hmm. creating a life you love is really about what you love and what, what you want in it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what, when you look at, strategies for success you know this kind of bounces off the last question but what are some strategies that you've learned from your experiences you know managing all these different pursuits and Mm -hmm. creating a life that you love what are some strategies that you employ like right now let's say maybe what for time management uh whatever you know that you that are very useful for you that you want to share well, yes, time management. I feel that's the main one everybody should have, like for everything. Um, but also having a balance. Any, any tips and tricks for your own schedule that you utilize? <laughs> um, I try to make my. I guess I make my my plan. I plan my week depending on what projects I'm going to be working on, and I also stick to it. So do you have a particular time when you plan your week, like Sunday night, or do you do it Monday morning? Or normally, I would say I I start thinking about it Sunday or morning of Monday. Mm-hmm. I start working my way on finding out what I'm gonna do that week because sometimes you just have to make time even for personal 
personal time. Yeah. And um, that's the way that I manage all my activities and projects. And I think about long-term goals too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the week. I also think about where do I need to be a month from now, uh, for instance, when I'm training for my competition, mm. what uh, needs to happen during this time so I can get to that point. So time management is huge and also sticking to the to the plan. Yeah, that's even more important. We can mm -hmm. make plans all day, but if we don't stick to them. Yeah, and that's the hard part too because sometimes we're very inclined to uh, be lazy or you just feel like, oh my gosh, today I don't feel like it. I just want to be by myself today. Um, but I always think about if I don't do it today, I'll be behind tomorrow. So I always try to keep that in mind. And even if I don't feel like it, I still get myself up and I start training or I go to the gym and I accomplish something. Hmm. So really what I'm getting is that discipline is, is a key component in really creating your life. Yeah, discipline. Discipline. I, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, what other areas of your life are coming up i know you like to travel a lot is there anything coming up that you're excited about that you've created like a trip or uh, obviously you're going to a competition you can yes. maybe share about that so whatever you feel is pretty exciting that you've created well i'm super excited about this competition coming up in august so it's august 3rd and we already started planning and preparing for it um so i'm looking forward because it's my second time competing and last time i competed last year and I placed second place, which everybody told me that I should be very happy about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, a, I am a very competitive person and I don't like to conform. So my goal is to try very hard this time and see if I can place higher. Of course, you know, I'm going to be happy. this is a different competition than last year, Oh, right? yes. This is different. Like uh, last year, I competed in San Francisco. And this year, I'm competing in Kansas. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a big event. So... It's it's still under, you know, development right now. And you're going there with uh, just yourself or you have a team of belly dance? Well, um, this time you guys are going to. I'm going with Anna Edith, which is my coach. Okay. Uh, both of us are competing. She's doing the professional category and I'm doing the rising star. Oh, okay, cool. So your coach is also competing along yes. with you. That's cool. Yeah, she, she does. She's a very talented artist, very talented dancer. And she also competes um, with us when we go. Yeah, what do you um what do you feel was your biggest lesson that you learned from your last competition? Um to I guess to relax a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. That's one we could all use, I think. Right? Yeah, it was it was very challenging for me because I couldn't um it was my first time and I had a lot of nerves mm. and um I was very uh judgmental about myself. I guess that's the word, judgmental? No. Yeah, judgmental. Um, very you're, hard on myself. Yeah, hard on yourself. Um, so like when I did my first round in the competition um, and I felt like I did terrible and I was very beat up and I came out of the stage and I felt like I was not going to move forward. Um, but I ended up going to the second round and on the second round I came around, I picked up and I did, um, I danced my heart out and I played second. So That's I think awesome. that my biggest lesson was to never feel defeated. Even when you feel like you've done the worst. <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate to that. You know, with with dancing, we talked about this previously that it's there's no finish line. It's a subjective, you know, competitive dance of, of any kind is is a subjective activity. And if what what you can learn from that that applies to everything else is really just focus on yourself, on the process. Don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. Stay positive. I remember sometimes we would make finals when we 
danced like you know really poorly and then sometimes when yeah. we danced our best we wouldn't make it final because maybe somebody didn't see us or didn't mark us it's a constant process so all you really have is just the process that you can return to even if you would win the competition the next day you know it's gone it's in the past mm -hmm. so it's it's all you have is the process so that's cool what uh what is the biggest thing you're grateful for today today oh my goodness well in your life with all these things going on I'm very grateful that, um, you know, that I'm healthy. I would say mm. I'm grateful about that every day because I don't take my health for granted. I know that I rely a lot on my body uh, for physical activities that I like to do. Um, so, you know, i just grateful for that. That's cool. I think health is one of the most important things in our lives. If you don't have a healthy body then everything else kind of mm -hmm. deteriorates and it, it works both ways healthy attitude healthy body you know so well any final words of wisdom for any anybody listening about your story anything I... in your <laughs> 33 years of life that you can share a little fortune cookie moment <laughs> i would say that always stay focused and never give up on your goals even when people are discouraging um you don't get the support that you are seeking um believe in yourself i know that sounds very cheesy and cookie cutter but um i think there's a lot of truth to that yeah that we seem to forget yeah nice super well if they want to find you where do they find you alina where do they find your art where can they see you perform or see videos of you perform if they're not in arizona obviously so yeah well my instagram is iliartsy and that's i-l-i artsy for my artwork and for my dancing i have an instagram called elina dancer ac and that's my my instagram for dance all right so super there. all right well thank you for joining us elina so guys you guys had an awesome episode today we're going to be getting some new content this month and the next month i've got some really cool people like elina joining us for this segment of creating your life Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends or anybody who you think might get some value from it. And tune in next time for some cool episodes on creating your life with people like Elena. Thank you, Elena. Thank you. You're listening to the 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For weekly articles on creating a life you love, stay connected at the7transformations.com.